0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E ecom Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome back to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. Today we are breaking down National Signing Day uh, preview uh, with T.J. Inman. We have guests. Matt Weaver from Pigs. dot com. We also have Lyndon Ostrander from the Tampa Tribune going to join us. Talk about some of these uh, recruits from down south. Uh, so, uh, TJ, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sammy. Signing day approaching, so
2: busy time for uh, anybody that's attempting to cover uh, to uh, cover this. I don't know, chaotic period. I guess is the best way to put it. But seems like every year that uh, this goes on uh, the word verbal commitment means even less than the, the time it did the uh, what it did the year
1: before so it's um it's hard to follow this stuff I'll be honest uh, yeah the latest uh news on IU Chris Henderson a defense end from Georgia who committed back in August uh has decommitted this morning there are rumors flying around that Alan Stallings a Central Michigan commit uh, who was on an official this weekend to Indiana has uh, committed to Indiana, but there has been no confirmation from uh, the Mm -hmm. staff yet. Uh, Henderson's decommitment leaves IU with just four total defensive uh, recruits and zero on the defensive line, which is an area where Indiana's got to beef up depth after uh, losing a lot to graduation and losing Darius Latham uh to uh, uh you know to the n f l draft so we'll have a lot uh to say on that it it seems that stallings might be a reach we'll ask matt about him and uh and we'll we'll get going um is there anything that uh that you're looking forward to on wednesday uh t j well yeah i think i think the biggest thing is what you hit on there at the end um
2: essentially indiana is Really, left with some major questions on the defensive line. I'd say that that just without you know studying the roster incredibly in depth at this time, and without position changes and and uh, you know athletes that get assigned a position coming in, um, you know without knowing that uh, just right off the top of your head, defensive line is what stands out as the biggest question mark for this team heading into the season um you know quarterback is going to be one that as a question marks we don't really know exactly what Richard Legault has to offer but I think most people feel pretty good about about the potential that is there at that position where it's defensive line it's I mean there's just not a lot of bodies that have played that position before so like you said it's uh it's a position where Indiana's coaching staff is is scrambling because of this, uh, you know, recent decommitment, and they were already scrambling beforehand, so losing Henderson certainly doesn't help. I, it just, you know, this, uh, it kind of reminds me of the game of musical chairs. Uh, when you get close to signing day here, it's kind of every athlete or every prospect is kind of looking for their spot, where they fit in, and I, I don't blame kids for changing their mind. I'm not. I don't want to seem like I'm angry with Chris Henderson or think he's a flake or anything like that. I it's just it's really hard for kids to make up their mind when they're being pitched by a bunch of different schools that are telling them, you know, exactly what it is that they want to hear. It, it's it's tough and then you, you know, you get to the signing day, you, you sign on the dotted line and then it becomes official more or less. So uh, this uh it's a big time for the kids and uh it's a big time for the coaching staff to number one, try and keep their class intact and number two, try and round it out with you know, other players at positions of need. So I uh, it's I think what I'm looking forward to on Wednesday is seeing number one, can Indiana keep all the guys that they currently have committed. Uh number two, what you know, who can they bring in to help the defensive line next year because that's neat right now is not guys that can help you just two or three years down the line. They need guys that can play right away and not be
1: liabilities. yeah, that's you know something um we'll have to look for uh in terms of of who who goes where um and, and you've yeah. always seen a signing day surprise. You've seen it with the, the last few classes. I forget who exactly, but, you know, uh, Coach Wilson and that staff has always had a, a surprise or two on signing day. Uh, so we'll see yeah. what's going on with there. Uh, so signing day is you know, Wednesday. Uh Kids, go ahead, TJ. Yeah, with the late, the late uh, addition
2: of Tom Allen, I, I do think that that has had an impact on this defensive class. Uh, it's understandable you know you, you if you're a kid that committed uh, before a couple weeks ago you know you thought you were going to be playing under head coach Kevin Wilson deep into coordinator Brian Knorr, Um and you've developed relationships with Brian Knorr and then oh now that guy's not going to be there Tom Allen comes in and I don't think it's a knock on Tom Allen that these kids be committed it's just the relationship that they have built with Brian Nor is no longer applicable to IU. So I I think that it that has certainly I think had an impact on this class, positive impact on the class here in the last few days um of this class being built. You know, you could see it maybe a couple kids that uh had not thought of IU before that now that Tom Allen is here You know, the staff is working on them, and we'll be able to to get a couple more defensive players, hopefully a couple more warm bodies on that D-line that want to come play under Tom Allen that hadn't thought about IU before. So I I do think that that's one storyline that might come into
1: play as we head to Wednesday. Right, and we'll bring in Matt Weaver right now from com. Matt has been following recruiting diligently. Uh, Matt, how are you? I'm okay. How are you guys? Right, we're doing well, uh surprise you're not out out golfing. It's almost sixty degrees, yeah, <laughs> not today. I gotta work today, unfortunately,
3: yeah,
1: uh, well, Matt, uh, we saw Chris Henderson be committed today uh is there you know any other new news uh we should be aware about
3: um well, I mean the the, uh, the other guy you're worrying about is Ian Thomas because it uh, looks like he's at Texas a this weekend after getting an offer from them. The JUCO tight end. Um, uh, it, Word it is that uh, Alan Stallings, the defensive end from Illinois, has committed. Now there's been no tweet or boom or anything from Kevin Wilson, so that's kind of my that's kind of when I make it some you know make it official. But it sounds like he has committed. And Sean Bonner, the tight end from Georgia, has hinted to me that he was offered and has committed, but. There's been no boom for that either, so um, if would, I would, those are official. I'd expect there be, to be tweets from Kevin Wilson he'll hear pretty soon. Hmm. So,
1: so, so Matt, this class is looking to round up as a small class, which is something we expected. But how did this, in, in Kevin Wilson's, I, I believe this is a sixth recruited class now, uh, how does this rank among the others uh, that he's brought in?
3: Well, it's not going to be as good as the previous three. Obviously the best one, at least, you know, on paper, was the one from a couple of years ago when you had Antonio Allen and Richard Fant and David Kenny and Darius Latham. Um, you know, yeah. and then the one the next year after that was, was pretty good. And then the one this past year was also pretty good. It's probably going to fall in behind those three, um, at least as far as the ratings go, because of size and because, you know, they haven't hit a, hit on as many, you know, higher-ranked um, recruits. Um, there's still some guys left to go. Keonta Enos, they're waiting here on Desmond Fitzpatrick. You know, Tacey Mac, the receiver from New York, could be a possibility. And those are all pretty highly rated guys. But it's not going to stack up as high as the ones from the last three years.
1: So is this something that, that IU fans should be discouraged about, or is this just a, a blip on the radar in terms of, you know, they were just so focused on getting to a bowl game and getting the contract done after the season that – you know, they really didn't get to catch up at all in in recruiting until it was too late.
3: Uh, I think it's just a kind of a, a combination of factors. a little bit of a perfect storm. I heard you guys talking before. I think the defensive coordinator change probably impacted them a little bit. Um, I think um, you know the the uncertainty with Coach Wilson's future for basically the entire season and then you know a lot of the off season until he got the extension probably had a little bit of an impact. I mean, I know other schools were using it against them. Um, well, well, and then you know they just they just missed on some Midwest guys and in state guys. I mean they other than Koi Cronk, there's you know there's no other in, uh, commits uh, now. You know Enos looks like they they got a good shot there, but you know they just missed on in-state, some in state guys and some Midwest guys, and and they kind of had to scramble a little bit here at the end with some Southern kids and Texas guys, and you know that can kind of be hit or miss. Um, when you do that, but I don't think you should be discouraged. I mean, I I'd like to see what the staff can do um, with a, a full year after the bowl, after going to a bowl game, and and adding a guy like Tom Allen. Um, I I you know I, to me that'll be more of the telltale sign of um, of you know where things are.
1: Right, and we've seen uh, you know three guys commit now to the class. Of- uh, 2017, and we'll talk to Lyndon here in in a little bit about uh, one of those guys, uh, Tyler Knight, but is that a uh, you know, how good of a sign is it uh, that they have three guys already committed for next year's class? I think it's huge. I mean, I've since I've been doing this, that's never happened. I mean, this is, this staff you know, you've been
3: following the football, obviously they, they take, they take commits a little bit later and they do that, um, you know on purpose because they want to make sure guys are fully committed, but um, it's a really good sign. Now, you know, they, a lot can happen between, I mean, they, those guys don't sign until a year from Wednesday or a year from, you know, the first Wednesday in February, so we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, it's a good sign. It shows that, um, you know, they're making inroads really early and, and they've developed relationships. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, pick up a couple more 2017 guys in the spring and, you know, have, have a have a good class going into, um, as far as 2017 goes, going into the into, um the next season this fall.
2: Matt, uh, what areas, you have a couple of questions, Matt. What uh what areas or one position uh do you think that this recruiting class has improved or addressed the most just on paper uh or in your opinion? And then kind of what do you think they can do about defensive line? I know that Tom Allen prefers to play a 425 They're not going to play it every down, but that's kind of his base defense. And I honestly don't really see enough capable defensive linemen to get that done. And this class obviously has not done a job of addressing that yet. So uh, what do you think they've improved the most in this class? And what do you think they do about this defensive line with the rest of this recruiting class and then heading into spring ball?
3: Well, to start with this class and the positive – offensive line is really good. I mean, they got – Clay Crunk, Grayson Stover at tackle, then you got McKenzie Nora and Ryan Smith at guard. Um, I, two of those guys, could, quite honestly, as good as the O-line is, could, could at least be in the mix um, to be in the rotation next year. I think Grayson Stover's got the size, and so does McKenzie Nora. I think they've done a pretty good job at secondary, too. Um, You've got Dray- Brandon Drayton, um, you got Khalil Bryant, Jamie Thompson's on campus, Ashawn Riggins. So they, they've got some guys to, you know, especially when you're playing with a four two five like you said, that's five DBs basically. I mean, that fifth guy's mm-hmm. kind of like a high. So it's like five DBs. So they've done a good job there. Then they got, they've got um, a couple good receivers in Phil Binker and um, Jonah Morris. Jonah Morris looks like he could be really special, um, you know, in time. I think he's, he's got that size, athleticism combination. Um, to be a really good player. As far as the D-line, one thing, uh, some of these guys who are going to be bandits, like a Brandon Wilson, um, uh, maybe like a Greg Gooch, I think these guys will be DNs. Now we'll see how they do. Brandon Wilson, um, I, everything I heard, was really good on scout team last year. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to push for playing time right away. Um, Jamirez Bowen, the offensive lineman who transferred from, he was no lineman, D-lineman, transferred from Cincinnati. Uh, Coach Wilson said they moved into D line, so there's another buy. The, next year, I'm I'm not overly concerned about the D line. I mean, they got to replace some guys. I mean, they lost some guys for sure. But the problem with missing so far right now on D line is what do you do in two years? Most guys don't play right away on the D line unless you get a physically a guy like a Darius Latham um, or a JUCO. Sure. So it, the problem isn't so much next year; it's going to be the year after, and the year after that. That's why they really need to close out with a couple D lineman developmental guys in this class, mm-hmm. that they can bring in red shirt, get bigger, and stronger, and hopefully they can play in a couple of years.
1: Well, uh, Matt, thanks for the insight. I know you can't wait until Wednesday's uh, over so you could get some rest, um, but we'll uh, keep following you on Twitter. It's at MB underscore Weaver. Um, Matt, you do a great job, uh, and uh, we can't wait to see you on Wednesday either.
2: Okay, thanks guys.
1: Thanks for having me on. Thanks a bunch. Yeah, thank you uh, All right, thanks. TJ, it's interesting. We'll bring in Lyndon Ostrander from uh T- the Tampa Tribune now to talk about uh some of these uh commits, uh specifically Brandon Drayton from Largo and yeah. and Tyler Knight from down that area as well. Um one uh, Drayton's 2016, uh Knight is 2017. Uh, Lyndon, welcome back to the show. Hopefully it's nice and warm down in
4: Florida. How are you doing? Good, yeah. It's usually nice and warm down here uh, year-round. So that's the luxury of living here. Uh, It's it's got a little cold the last few weeks, but not too
1: good. (laughs) Good. So, Lyndon, there's another guy we got from Largo, Brandon Drayton. Um, Can you tell us a little bit uh, about him? It it seems like this Indiana staff has – has planted their flag in in your area and and some of these guys look to be pretty good
4: yeah your your assistant coach uh you know went to high school at clearwater which is in the same district as largo um he does a good job recruiting down here We see him all the time uh and largo gym and all that uh drayton's a three-star safety um very long athletic um he can also play receiver uh, what I like about him is that he can he can really cover the field as far as from a safety's perspective i mean he can come downhill but he's very long and he's got good recovery speed um he's He's pretty exceptional at covering uh, for his size um and he's got a he's got a competitiveness about him uh he, he lays the wood uh he just has some willy really wowing tase, plays on tape. And he's definitely got a ceiling. I mean, he's definitely got a unique frame for a for a safety for his size. Uh, that's you know, coaches drool over that. Uh, he had some big time offers, um, so he's definitely the real deal.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson Crawford was another safety last year from Largo. How does he compare to to Drayton? Since we've seen Crawford on the field. He made some plays. He led the team in interceptions. He blocked the kick. Um, how does he compare to, to Crawford?
4: Well, I think he compares very well. Um, I, didn't, I, get, I didn't get to see Crawford as much as I got to saw Drayton this year. I've seen Drayton a bunch this year. Um, but I think they're very comparable. I think Drayton's got a little better frame. Uh I think Crawford's, you know, a little bit more fiery competitor. That's what makes Crawford who he is. He's just a you know, tough as nails competitor. Um <laughs> but I, I think Drayton I think Drayton's got a really good ceiling just with his frame and just how versatile he is. I mean he not be not also can he cover, but he can come downhill and he can be effective in the running game uh because of his length and you know, he's pretty fast. So I mean I wouldn't be surprised if you see him at receiver too. He's a pretty good deep threat. Um so I, I just think I think he compares very well, and I think he can see immediate playing time. I mean, I, I really do. This, this guy has definitely got a ceiling on him. He
2: he kind of sounds well, like he, an ideal fit uh, in the four-two-five kind of the hybrid position that uh, the new defensive coordinator Tom Allen has. What uh, what have you heard from people in that area about, if anything, about uh, Tom Allen who was at South Florida? Uh, for a little bit of time before deciding to, to come home, as he called it.
4: I haven't really heard much. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, that okay. I really haven't heard much about that.
2: Okay. Yeah. I just said uh, Drayton, that Drayton sounds like a guy that should fit in very well in kind of a, a hybrid safety linebacker role uh, that the four two five uh four two five has, kind of a striking safety uh, that can also sure. cover in pass coverage. I, I'm excited to see how he's going to fit because, uh, you know, you were excited about Crawford and you absolutely nailed it with him. And I, I think it's a really positive thing that Indiana is getting those kind of athletes into the defense. Uh, it can only help. Uh, talking about yeah. Tyler Knight, um, I know Indiana fans are pretty excited about to get a kid of his caliber to commit in 2017 class. Talk about uh, talk about what he could mean to Indiana and
4: um, what you expect from him during his senior year of high school? Well, he transitioned. I mean, he's only been playing the position uh, for about a year. He he was a tight end, and then he transferred. Um, he's kind of transitioned to an offensive lineman, and you know he's been kind of growing into it. He packed on, you know, at least twenty five to thirty pounds of muscle. He, he really got big and um, bigger and stronger. And he he, had- he did a really good job this year. Um, I think he's another guy that could be a project, and just kind of you know he's very athletic and nimble on that on that on that outside. He can really move for someone his size. I mean, so he'd be really effective in the running game uh, if they chose to do that. Um, I, I just think he's, he's really growing into his body and we haven't seen what become. he's not even filled out. He's just, he, he's only been playing it for a year. So you you always love those kind of project guys who who have been effective in their first year and they're only getting better. So I think, I think he can become really solidified by that position for you. Uh, Lyndon, are, are
1: Drayton and Knight, both these sport athletes, uh, do they play other sports than football? Yeah,
4: well, Drayton plays basketball. Tyler Knight played basketball last year, but he I don't he did not play. I don't think he plays this year. Um, Drayton's a pretty effective basketball player. He's really good at rebounding. He's got really good length. Um, he's definitely a difference maker for them. Um and you know, talking about what he can do on the football field, I man, he can really hold down that outside at that high position with his length. You know, he can really you know, cover that, that edge. He can he's got good recovery speed, he covers the sideline well. I really like what he can become. Um and I think colleges really really see that as well. I mean, he had Florida looking at him, he had some SEC schools looking at him, he had a bunch of schools that really wanted his services. He he definitely um he's got a lot of potential, I'll say that. I mean, he he's a damn excuse me, darn good basketball player, gets a lot of rebounds. <laughs> Um, you know, and he's uh, I I really like Drayton. Uh,
1: yeah, you see more and more now that multi-sport athletes are are becoming uh, targets for for big college coaches. You see, Urban Myers he offers multi-sport athletes all the time. So, you know, one of the bigger um, things now in college football is seeing these multi-sport athletes. So. As a as a physical education guy, I love that they're promoting these things. And, you know, I'll get off my soapbox now, but um, it, it's good to see that th- these guys have the ability to play different sports. And uh, I think that does prevent a lot of injuries uh, and all that stuff. But, uh, Lyndon, are there any other uh, Florida guys in your area that Indiana uh, fans should keep an eye on?
4: For 2017, yeah, sure, there's a bunch. You know, just go to Clearwater. <laughs> Uh, Jaquez Jones, an electric slot receiver. He just got a Kentucky offer. Um, just got an MVP of a Louisiana combine Ran a four three nine forty. Uh, he's definitely Ooh. someone to keep an eye on. Um, obviously lemons, um, there, Zachary Hosschild, the offensive lineman there. Um, he, he might grow to be like six, eight, maybe a little bit taller. I mean, he's, he's a big boy. Um, wow. Kane Taylor. I mean, I, I can't say enough about him. He, he, every college in the country really wants that guy. Um, uh, he's someone that you're really going to hear of, um, so just watch out for him. Um going down the list. Uh Zamari Maxwell. He's a six foot one corner. He just got an uh, offer offer um other day from Kentucky. And then the big one is Jordan Scott. He just got an FSU offer. Um, big defensive lineman. He's he's a three star. You you're definitely gonna hear him. Um I'm just trying to think off the top of my head here. Um yeah, those are those are your and, oh, excuse me, Amari Bernie, twenty eighteen. He's gonna he's gonna be a four you know, maybe a five star when it's all said and done. Um he he got a UF offer yesterday. Um six foot two went to four five four five flat forty, very versatile. Love his measurables. Um so those are the guys I like.
1: Awesome. Well Lyndon, uh it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh hopefully Indiana still uh, you know keeps uh planting seeds down there in Florida with Coach Fry. I know that he's uh had a huge impact down there and uh and all good things and and we've loved the talent we've had uh up there and we we can't wait to see what Crawford does as a sophomore as well as Donovan Hale uh where he lands on the field and, and where Brandon Drayton goes cuz he could have an all largo uh safety uh starting safety tandem there if um if Brandon Drayton does uh you know break into the starting lineup and and we'll see
4: yeah, I I really, I just again, I really think Drayton's gonna make an immediate impact, you know, given the opportunity. Um guys a playmaker. So we'll see. Yep, well thanks
1: Lyndon. Uh we'll have you on again and always a pleasure talking with you.
4: Yeah, good luck with IU. Hope you guys get another boom. I love when he does that on the Twitter, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're always waiting for the next boom. Yeah. have a great day, Lyndon.
4: <laughs> you too. Thanks guys.
1: Yeah, thank you, Lyndon. Have a good signing day. It's always busy, I know. Yeah, that was Lyndon Ostrander from the Tampa Tribune, a friend of the show, always a great contributor. Um, TJ, I'm looking over the the 247 uh, ranks for the IU football class. Uh, 247 has Alan Stallings listed as a commit right now. Uh, Now we don't have anything official. I haven't checked Twitter in the last 20 minutes, so who knows. Um, But, you know, right now it stands at 14 commits, including Stallings they're ranked 11th in the Big 10, 64th in the nation. Uh they really made up some room uh with Jonah Morris and and McKenzie uh Nora the other day. Uh but this class, you know, you'd like to see them in the single digits in the Big 10 and, and you know, what are your final thoughts going forward?
2: Well, I think I think one thing to remember is uh, with the size of this class there is a ceiling somewhat on how high it can be ranked. Um, You know, if a a school like, just pulling this out of my my head here, Minnesota um, gets a class of 22 and Indiana ends up with a class of, you know, 17 or 18, and you're talking of pretty comparable players uh, between the two, Minnesota's class is going to end up a little bit higher on paper. Um, so that's one thing just to keep in mind when looking at those rankings they are a pretty good indicator of where things stand on paper heading into college not necessarily a a 100% accurate prediction of or indicator of of how that class is going to fare but I I just I think you're going to see Indiana pick up a few more uh, defensive line or even defensive end commits that. Like uh, like Matt said, that guys that you hope you don't have to use this year, but that you can use after uh, Nate Hoff and, and Ralph Green end up leaving after this season, um, you're going to need just, a numbers game. And right now the numbers are not there for the future at defensive line. So I don't know if that's going to mean, you know, reaching down, picking up a Juco kit or two plus uh, a couple of, Maybe projects um, from high schools in the Midwest area, or you know, maybe a project from from Texas or Florida has been overlooked. But I think I think you'll see that a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be a battle to keep Jonah Morris in the class up until uh, Wednesday. I think that's kind of one of the guys that you're going to be looking anxiously to make sure his letter comes in because, like you said, he is a uh, he's a big time get for this staff. Um, He's a guy that, you know, even with all the talent that Indiana has coming back on uh, in those skill positions on offense, I, I think that Jonah Morris is a guy that will push for some playing time. I don't know if he'll end up getting a lot of it, but he'll push for it for sure. Um, I, I just think the biggest thing is going to be how do they finish on the defensive line? What kind of impact can Tom Allen have rounding out this class? And then I think Keontae Ninas is a guy that uh I know Indiana really wants, so it's gonna be I mean, it's interesting to see what uh his commitment ends up. I know he's still been taking some visits, I know um he's a guy that could play offense or defense, he's been a running back at Winchester High School and uh his tape looks really great and his numbers are really mind boggling when you look at how many touchdowns he's had in his career. So uh, he's a guy, but one player that – and we'll talk about this post-signing day, but player that I'm maybe irrationally excited about just because I'm really – I think it's going to be fun to see how the offensive coach that use him is Tyler Napie, uh, from Texas. Yeah, I just – I really, really think it's going to be cool to see the offensive coaches have fun uh, utilizing his, I guess, bulk would be a, a good way to put it. Um, a big, big kid that is surprisingly agile for his size um and was very productive in Texas, which is a high level of high school football, so he's one guy and we'll we'll talk about all that stuff after the after signing day podcast, but I think overall it's a class that does fill some needs, especially in the secondary. I think Matt was dead on with that and for the future of the offensive line um For me, there's no concerns about the O-line as long as this staff is here at IU because they know how to get guys that have talent and that fit the offensive line scheme, and then they develop them. And I think it's going to continue to be a
1: strength of the program for the next several years. Yeah, and, you know, that's exactly right. Uh, There are some concerns regarding this class. It is a smaller class. Uh, it's only yeah. got four defensive players, but it does address the secondary needs.
4: Um, they're
1: going to have to sign a a, lineman, a defense lineman or two just to shore up those numbers. Uh, now, mm-hmm. there will probably be guys who redshirt and are used a couple years down the road. But, you know, these, th- those are some of the more glaring needs. You do have to uh, give them credit. They got Lego uh, in, and they got Jamie Thompson in. Uh, to help. So they fixed the need at quarterback. uh, Hopefully, and we'll see Jamie Thompson uh, in the secondary as well at safety. So they now have some nice depth at safety. You have Crawford and and Dutra, um, and you have uh, Jamie Thompson coming in, and and you have some pieces to play with now. Uh, So uh, TJ, we can't wait for signing day on Wednesday. Uh, IU has a press conference at uh what is now scheduled at two o'clock. Uh that could be switched to one o'clock. We'll keep you updated. But uh I will be there. Our intern Alex Compton will be there. Uh and we'll have uh lots of coverage uh from there. IU also has a streaming uh show, I believe, at eleven o'clock in the morning. Uh so be sure to, to check Twitter and, and tune into that. It it should be a, as always, a fun day. It's one of the highlight days of the off season. Uh if you could call it the off season. But you know we're excited, and we'll be back uh we'll be back after that to to see where this class actually lands yeah
2: we'll have the uh we'll have the presser online um on who's your Ho. we will also have uh recruit profiles for all the guys that end up signing their national letter of intent, and then uh, we'll also have plenty of you know podcast coverage plus kind of covering the class as a whole, what it addresses, what it doesn't. Uh, which players to look out for immediately, which ones are development guys, all that good stuff. Um, we'll have that after Wednesday, so be sure to check Hoosier Huddle often on Wednesday and uh, often after that to uh, to get to know all the new Hoosiers. And just keep in mind that it's a, it's a big day for these guys that have worked really hard um, and now are having that payoff with a, a full ride, which... Is a, is a very meaningful accomplishment for these players. So it's a big deal for them and a big deal for the, the program to uh, welcome all these new guys in. So
1: it's a lot of fun on Wednesday, and uh, we'll give you the best coverage we can. Yep, and uh, thanks, TJ, uh, for joining me. Uh, it's always yep. great uh, talking IU football with you, and we'll be back after signing day. Absolutely. Thank you, Sammy. Have a good week, everybody.